So here's where we are, just to review. Herod has had a problem of succession. And there is the establishment of a Roman, Idumean, Jewish uh, patronage, client kingship in the land. Herod the Great is seen by the Romans as the Jewish local ruler because his family is partially Jewish, not completely Jewish. He was never completely accepted by the complete Jews in the area, however, although he did try to live somewhat Jewishly uh, in his rule. Now here's one of the things that Herod did that was controversial. And again, we're back to Josephus' antiquities. One of the things that he did was to establish these eagle symbols to, to indicate the alliance to Rome in the land. There was one Judas, the son of Seraphias, and Matthias, the son of Margalothus. I love these names. I'm glad they didn't win these wars and they became the names that went with us into eternity. <laughs> anyway, two of the most eloquent men among the Jews and the most celebrated interpreters of the Jewish laws and men well beloved by the people because of their education and their youth for all those that were studious of virtue frequented their lectures every day. These men, when they found that the king's distemper was incurable, excited young men that they would pull down all those works which the king had erected contrary to the law of the fathers and thereby obtain the rewards which the law will confer on them of such actions of piety, for such actions of piety. For that it was truly on account of Herod's rashness in making such things as the law uh, in making such things as the law had forbidden, the making of these eagle idols, which these guys, these pious ones, are tearing down, that his other misfortunes and this distemper also, which was so unusual among mankind and with which he was now afflicted, came upon him. In other words, God had judged him with this illness for doing this. For Herod had caused such things to be made, which were contrary to the law, of which he was accused by Judas and Matthias. For the king had erected over the great, over the great gate of the temple a large golden eagle of great value, and had dedicated it to the temple. Now the law forbids those that propose to live according to it to erect images or representations of any living creature. And so here you see this tension, even with the ruler that is associated with Rome and he's supposed to represent Judaism, we get actions that are out of line with the law and which cause the reaction of some of the pious in Israel. Now when we come to Herod, Herod the Great, we've got to understand that he did several things. He, re, he, like Augustus, he tried to be a little Augustus. He tried to rebuild and reestablish the authority of Rome, and he did so through a huge building program and through the collection of taxes necessary to engage in this program. Here's a model of his palace located on the wall's edge in Jerusalem. You can see it's a huge area. Here is a picture of the Herodium. This is actually where Herod is buried. Um, they've just recently found uh, the remains of this of, on this burial site. This is just uh, outside of Bethlehem. It's also just outside of Tekoa, if you know your Old Testament, and Amos. Uh, and this is one of the palaces that he, that he built that he would stay at outside the city. This is a picture of Herod's tomb. As I said, it's just been found. Here's a picture of another palace that Herod built 
the famous palace at Masada on the edge of the Dead Sea, which is in the background. Now, I'm a long way away when I take this picture. And you can see that it's up a huge, uh, a huge what, cliff, basically. Um, there's a whole community on the top. There, is a, there was a three-tiered palace down the one side. You can just see the edges of it uh, on, the, on this side of the picture. And it tears down into three parts. There are huge cisterns for storing, catching the rainwater, and storing the rainwater to help, uh, to help sustain the community that is there. At the end of the war in which Rome conquers Jerusalem in AD 70, the last vestiges of Jewish uh, presence run to Masada for refuge, and it isn't until 73, three years later, that the Jews are defeated at Masada. But this is one of the palace buildings of Herod's building program. Another place that he built was Caesarea Maritima. This was a port city uh, that he built. This became the home of Pilate. Uh, located on the Mediterranean Sea, he, he was an architectural genius. He built ports in which concrete was laid in the water and they, he figured out a way to lay concrete and have it harden in the water. The reason I show you some of this is that sometimes you get the impre impression that the ancients are kind of dumb and gullible and stupid. You go walk around and you ask how they're able to build some of these things and put these things together and you realize that there's more to the ancients than meets the eye. Rulers in the period. We've already talked about Augustus. Augustus is succeeded by Tiberius. Tiberius is the emperor during the time when Jesus is executed. His, his, the, rank, the years of his rule are 14 to 37 A.D. He's largely a disengaged ruler over Rome during Jesus, the period of Jesus' ministry. He allowed Sejanus, a prefect of the Praetorian Guard, and someone with a reputation as an anti-Semite, although that's debated, um, uh, to have much control in foreign matters. Sejanus is procurator of Judea from 26 to 36, and he aggravates Jews with his own insensitive policies, much like the rising up of the eagle standard that we just saw Herod perform. He mints coins that make it very, very clear that Rome is in control of the land. And we'll talk more specifics about Pilate uh, on Thursday. Caligula follows Tiberius. He demanded to be worshipped as a god during his lifetime, which was a little bit uh, unprecedented. Uh, but he was assassinated before the statues that were supposed to help set up that cult could be distributed. In fact, when that command goes out, the general who's in charge of the Syria region, which includes Israel, holds back uh, setting up these statues because he knows the moment he does it, he's got political chaos on his hands in Israel. Um, and fortunately for him, other people decide to take care of the god Caligula and remove him from the scene. And so he is assassinated. This is what Josephus has to say about Pontius Pilate. But now Pilate, the procurator of Judea, removed the army from Caesarea to Jerusalem 
to take their winter quarters there in order to abolish the Jewish laws. So he introduced Caesar's effigies. These are images of Caesar and symbols that reflect his power and presence, which were upon the incense and brought them into the city, whereas our law forbids us the very making of images, on which account the former procurators were wont to make their entry into the city with such incense, incense as had not these ornaments. But Pilate was the first who brought those images to Jerusalem and set them up there, which was done without knowledge of the people, because it was done at night. But as soon as they knew it, they came in multitudes to Caesarea and interceded with Pilate many days that he would remove the images, and when he would not grant their request because it would tend to the injury of Caesar, while yet they persevered in their request, on the sixth day he ordered his soldiers to have their weapons privately, while he came and sat upon his judgment seat, which seat was so prepared in the open place of the city, this is the Bema seat, the famous Bema seat of the New Testament, that it was concealed that the army lay ready to oppress them. And when the Jews petitioned him again, he gave the signal to the soldiers to encompass them around and threatened that their punishment would be no less than immediate death unless they would leave off disturbing him and go their ways to home. So this is a confrontation. The incense are in the city. The Jews are protesting. Pilate wants to stop the protest. He surrounds them. He threatens to kill them. Things are escalating. But they threw themselves on the ground and laid their necks bare and said they would take their death very willingly rather than the wisdom of their laws should be transgressed. Upon which Pilate was deeply affected with their firm resolution to keep their laws inviolable and presently commanded the images to be carried back from Jerusalem to Caesarea. Now that was an incident early on in Pilate's rule that set the tone for his rule as prefect. What is in front of you now is a copy of, uh, of an inscription which was dug up at Caesarea Philippi that actually refers to Pilate on the second line. You'll see Pilatus that refers to Pilate as prefect during the time of Tiberius. Tiberius is in the line above. We go on to Claudius and to Nero, and then we hit Claudius and Nero, we're in the period in which Paul is operating, and Nero is the emperor who Paul sees when he comes to Rome in the book of Acts. And we'll pick up the story here next time.